0: Welcome to What The If. Philip Shane here. I am a documentary filmmaker and also podcaster. I think it's, it's two years in. I guess it's time to...
1: It's time to up- update the CV.
0: Update. Yeah. Exactly. That sonorous voice... Matt Stanley, professor, <laughs> uh, and also podcaster from New York University. How are you, sir? Uh, very uh, happy to be here. Wonderful! It's a lovely day outside, I'm assuming in Washington
1: Square. It is quite nice outside. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Speaking of nice outside... Joining us from the place where it's always nice outside, except when it's burning, this is a very special guest for me, because he is one of my heroes, Tom Merritt. How are you, sir? Oh, thank
2: you. I'm a podcaster too. I feel so among
0: it's true. friends. <laughs> you are the... You, there are other people called the pod father but I think right. you, know, you are you are my pod father and there would <laughs> the others would be the
2: pod grandfathers so do we, do you need a podternity test to decide oh, who your pod father is oh no. <laughs> that's
0: very good
2: that'll be the new pod uh, the new award <laughs> oh, show thank you Philip that's very nice of you to say oh,
0: my pleasure and Tom is the host of the fabulous DTNS daily tech news show and, and daily show I don't know how he does it Plus, you do a zillion other shows as well. And uh, I know that our audience is... Uh, first of all, if, you haven't, if you're if you interested in technology and you haven't yet, do check out DTNS Podcast. Uh, but Tom is also a science fiction author. And your newest book, Trigger, comes out on March 24th. And uh, is that the third book in a trilogy?
2: Is that right? It's the second. Second, second book. Second book in what may someday be a trilogy. Okay, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Gallium Depending is on how first the writing book. goes yeah, yeah. one yeah. hopes <laughs> exactly
0: and is Gallium then the first book of that
2: no the Pilot X this is the sequel to Pilot, Pilot X oh, okay he's got a lot of amazing work and I, I am so, yeah. urge Thank you to you. check
0: it out um, and so we are because Tom is a uh, uh, an aficionado a journalist shall we say uh, an expert on technology from Daily Tech News Show our if this week a little different it is what the if you never had to go to the cashier again tom could you just just give us it what
2: spawned sure uh so amazon for a while has been developing some technology that tracks you in their stores so that you may have seen the Amazon Go stores in various parts of the country. The idea is you scan in with your Amazon identity on your phone when you walk in. And from that point on, it knows where you're going, what you're picking up, what you're putting down, and keeps a running tally of everything in, that you've you've got on you. And then you can just walk out and it will automatically charge you for all of that. Because it's using all this machine learning and computer vision uh, to to figure all that out, Uh, and they are selling that technology to third parties now. It's called Just Walk Out from Amazon, uh, which is uh, you know putting a hat on a hat a little bit. Uh, Do we have a sense
1: of what the what's the failure rate on this thing? It's, like, how often am I going to get charged for the Mercedes that the guy ahead of me bought?
2: Uh, there haven't been any reports of that happening, of mischarging happening. There definitely have been people who fooled it into not charging them somehow. Oh, okay. But whenever that's brought up, I always point out, like, that also happens at my local grocery store, uh, <laughs> you know, where people walk out and the alarm goes off and everyone ignores them. And you're like, oh, OK, I guess that just happens. <laughs>
0: um yeah. Now, now, the, what's funny about this story to me is, <clears throat> excuse me, and our, our our listeners, if they've been listening for a while, know that I am an Apple fanatic. I'm a fanboy, a long time, and going cult back to member. the cult member, going all the way back to the Apple II, which is a two, which with little brackets, you know, opposing anyway. Yeah, nerd. So, um, Apple Apple stores have had this technology
2: for years. Right. Like I have been going. Not exact. It's different. Okay. So the difference is what Apple has had is you can walk up, pick up something off the shelf as long as it's under a certain price point. uh, Scan it with your phone, buy it on your phone and walk out. But the Mm -hmm. difference is the Amazon technology. You don't have to do anything. Right. You just identify who you are on the way in. And from that point on, you just pick stuff up and walk out with it. You don't have to scan it, you know, do any punching on your phone or anything you're right you're right you just reminded me right and that's why
0: i was thinking like why if apple has had this for so long why have they never Duh. although
2: they apple also trusting you to do this uh there 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 yeah. there was an article i was just reading about how uh, i think uh the fifth avenue store they just busted a bunch of people who were just going in and taking things and walking out pretending like they had used the system that they oh, had
0: i always wondered <laughs> that's about not that a bad scam yeah yeah I always assumed, because I'm, I'm weak that way, <laughs> that a buzzer goes off or something. And I, and I did always wonder how the hell do they do? Because there's that guard. There's always that guard right at the door. Yeah. And
2: well, and that's how they caught them. Is the guard noticed? Like I think I see these people coming in, and I don't think they're actually buying the stuff, and they don't have a receipt. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing about the Amazon technology is, once you're scanned in, then it, if it's working right, it will charge you. So the only way to steal is if is to try to trick the machines into not seeing what you have on you somehow.
0: Yes, I have. And I have been to um, I don't know how many there are, but I've been to one of the Amazon Fresh stores in Seattle in downtown Seattle, uh, where it's been for over a year, I think. And uh, I tried to trick it in many different ways and was not successful. Uh, and uh, bought Coke. <laughs> that coca-cola so excuse co- me in new york it could be more than that um but yeah it's an amazing experience matt have you ever experienced a cashierless situation
1: intentionally um, oh okay oh that's that's an important qualifier yeah because actually i was just in the gristetti's today um, and there was just no cashier there um, so I was, I had to, since I knew we were doing this episode, I had to wonder if you had like set up some kind of elaborate ruse <laughs> such that every place I went into today would not have a cashier. Um, but no, they were just being lazy. <laughs> Did you just walk out? I was, I was, I was seconds away when she poked <laughs> her head out. So no, Right
2: now Apple well, has, and- you yeah, go ahead, Tom. Oh, no, I was just going to say Amazon's first client for this is going to be the SIBO Express chain. They're in 10 airports around the country, uh, which I don't know about you. Now, the SIBO Express ones, they have self-checkout already. But a lot of times when I go to buy something, you know, magazine, candy bar, whatever, and I'm in the airport, I'm, I'm in a bit of a rush. and Inevitably, there'll be two or three people taking forever who aren't in a rush to catch their plane ahead of me. So this will be nice if you can just grab something and walk out. Yeah.
0: Now, Tom, have you ever been in one of these stores? I have not, no. Ah. You you would love it, because uh, both of you guys would love it. It is utterly fascinating. You know, I looked up, you look up to, I was curious, what is it, uh, how does this work? I mean, it is, It by the way, it is so precise that you can pick up something off the shelf. And these are, the shelves do not look any different. They look like uh, what in New York we would call a bodega or a deli. Mm-hmm. It's like a small, like a, or maybe a 7-Eleven, if you're used to that, CVS, that kind of thing. And uh, it's a small store. It's not gigantic. and uh, But everything's packed, you know, all the cans and bottles right next to each other and all, all kinds of other food, boxes, bags, whatever. And um, you can pick one up and you can put it back and you will not be charged, uh, uh-huh. theoretically, you know, if it's working properly. And from what I could tell... There were the ceiling was basically a complete solid grid of zillions of would look like Apple TVs or (laughs) Roku boxes Mm. or something, but I'm guessing they were their Wi-Fi,
2: some kind of antenna or beacons or something. Uh Do we know? Yeah, there's there's a grid of sensors, yeah, uh, of various types. Uh, Some of them are optical, some of them are infrared. Uh, um and and they're feeding all this data constantly about what's happening in the store.
1: So what is the mechanism exactly? So you mentioned machine learning. Is it mm-hmm. actually like watching us in the sense of it knows what a person picking up an object looks
2: like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, that's really? the idea. Is they they trained it uh, they used machine learning to train it on how to distinguish people and know which person is different from another person and how to distinguish objects and when they were in a person's possession and when they were not. Wow.
0: Yeah, I guess if they can notice that that, that can of soda is hovering in the air right now. <laughs> Or, or not on its shelf. It must be somewhere. That's fascinating. I wonder how telekinesis would affect this system. <laughs> right. We got to send, uh, it was that guy who bends spoons. We got to send him in there. Yeah. Yuri Geller. Uri Geller. <laughs> um, and, and I think w- also one part of this plan, I think we may, not, we may not have mentioned, is that you do need to set up, an, uh, you, d- you need to download an app if you haven't already.
2: Um, For the Amazon one, you have to use an Amazon. For the the airport, what they're going to do is you just use your credit card.
1: (laughs) So you scan your credit card as you go in? As you go in, and then it associates that credit
2: card with with your identification. Oh, great. So
0: like Apple Pay or Mm -hmm. the equivalent. Very interesting. Now, what the if this expands to the entire world? And we're mm-hmm. not going to waste any time. We're going to go right to it. It's everywhere. Everything is cashierless, even beyond like. Are there situations where you wouldn't even, if it's not even a cashier type thing, for instance, your drivers, the DMV, the classic whipping boy uh, of all <laughs> services. <laughs> that self-serve. Can, yeah. Self-serve DMV. Well, let's go to buying a car. You could buy a car. You could just go drive a car oh, off the yeah. lot. Um, actually, well, Hertz is a little bit that way, actually. Or, you know, those, those services where you have gold uh, gold member service. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what situation, Tom, would you like this to be in the most?
2: This is, yeah, this is pretty illuminating because the key aspect here isn't just getting rid of the cashier. It's being able to tell what you've done in such a way that, it doesn't need to check anymore. Cause really all the cashier is doing is checking what, what you've got. And this system says, we already know what you've got. We don't need anybody to check it. And and we'll just ring you up. Like, okay. I love the idea of, of applying that. Like, what if I could just walk into a movie theater and just go sit down? Yeah. And I, mean, I don't have to buy a ticket. I don't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, I could just grab popcorn out of a thing.
0: For sure. That would be a tremendous improvement. Um, They would go; could go even further in that a lot of people could go into the theater and whatever the majority, in other words, you vote, and or it just reads your, you know, (laughs) it just it just combs through your data and decides what movie,
2: what movie you want, what movie you want to see. Oh, right, yeah, you go into the theater, but you don't know what you're gonna see. Yeah, actually, it knows better than you. Yeah.
1: We gotta find. And presumably, the analog there is you go into a restaurant and uh, <laughs> the food is just waiting for you, yeah. already charged, already cooked.
2: Right. Oh. It's they've scanned your nutritional and dietary and taste uh, ahead of time. Uh, they they know what you want before you do. Yeah. A... I think a lot. Yeah. Uh,
1: a lot of Americans are gonna get served salad if they're checking our nutritional <laughs>
2: needs oh, yeah. or actual needs. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, never go to that place anymore. All they give me is salad. That's, <laughs> that's right. It's insulting. It's like going to visit my mother. Um,
0: the the uh, it, We have added something. I, I feel like I want to take one step back because I feel like what we dropped in there was another, was the whole recommendation thing, which could be a if right, unto itself. Right. Uh, also, you could go one step even further, uh, which is to sort of add the delivery, speedy delivery mechanisms. And that would mean you never need to go to the Amazon store at all because and you wouldn't even need to order it online like we we have fresh direct it would just show mm-hmm. up um this is how we quickly wind up like those people in uh, wally
2: just <laughs> strapped that's right yeah yeah so, in the chair so it's just the w- w- I hope w- they keep giving us salad we won't <laughs> yeah well whoever's
0: doing that is going to be voted out of office real or just yeah, there's right. going to that'll yeah. cause a revolution um there'll be because everyone will be hangry so, uh <laughs> the technology though that is truly kind of amazing and orwellian uh is there a term for like Orwellian consumerism because it's just mm-hmm. it's the moment it's being used for that, but uh, it,
1: uh, yeah
0: it sees you, and so no, here here's an interesting thing. Amazon comes up with an idea, and uh like on DTNS, by the way, you were mentioning it. They did a similar thing here to what they had done with their Amazon Web Services, their giant servers. They said, hey, we got all this server space. Let's allow people to rent space on it. And they created a probably, I think is that now the biggest part of their business?
2: That wise. is the revenue driver. Yeah, definitely.
0: Incredible. So here they came up with an idea. They did this thing and then they farmed it out. What is a interesting pivot? What might be the first pivot, the first unexpected turn in this technology where it gets used, use cases kind of thing.
2: Right. Like like the equivalent to, to people using Amazon Web Services to run botnets or something where they have to shut oh. it down. <laughs> uh <Yeah>. strip clubs?
0: <laughs> yeah, because whether your clothes are on, well, in fact, I the mean, audience could strip I... now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it seems like the one possibility here would be less than scrupulous merchants um, mm-hmm. that charge you for stuff. Because once you get into the habit of this, you're not going to be checking your spending every right, day. Right, right. I mean, Checks their credit card record every day. Um, and if uh, CVS charges you one percent more on mm-hmm. every purchase you make, you don't remember what it said on this on the sign, right?
2: price sensitivity like what if what if what if some of these uh, companies don't put prices on the shelves ah. and make it hard for you to figure out what you're spending they're like no just pick it up and leave it's fine yeah
0: mm-hmm. actually if i recall i could be totally wrong but in my memory of that store that amazon fresh store the prices were not prominent um uh, mm-hmm. they weren't they certainly weren't on, but there was definitely no price tags on the things in fact there hardly is anywhere right anymore. yeah yeah um Actually, I realized, too, that a predecessor to this was things like Easy Pass. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. You're yeah. in a car and you're you're doing it. So um, this dovetails with face recognition. Are they using... They're not using face recognition yet, but it seems like it would be they're trivial. They're not using
2: facial recognition in the sense of identifying who you are. At least they say they aren't. Right. Uh, they're, they're merely associating... I mean, they are using facial recognition to tell you who you are, but only associating with, oh, this is the person who just scanned in. And so we know to charge that person. They're not necessarily storing that information to use for other purposes. Put it that way. At least that's what they say. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. merely for use within the store to say, oh, that. And it's not just face. It's like the entire body recognition of like, that is the person who goes with this account number. So charge that person this. So they do know who you are because they have to charge the right account. Right.
0: Right. In fact, I can see what happens is you now muggers, which is something we don't have as much in New York anymore. (laughs) Really. It used to be a thing. Um,
1: Yeah. It's not like the good old days. Yeah,
0: But, uh, you know, someone steals your phone. Now, the first thing they're going to do is run to Amazon Fresh and, you know, stock up on groceries before they go Mm -hmm. to Nike. Or wherever
2: well I, and and this is not necessarily uh going to happen at newark airport although who knows yes. but i mean they could also steal your credit card and go into one of these stores and oh yeah walk out whatever they want
0: yeah well then and then american express would know wait a second he never buys airport sushi what's going on here
2: he just bought like 25 <laughs> <laughs> 25- he only, buys. Yeah, he only yeah. buys that's right he only buys um by the way laguardia is going to be the second one to get this is that right? Uh, so finally, a reason to go to LaGuardia.
0: That was viral marketing <laughs> then on SNL, when they did this airport sushi sketch. Uh huh. Actually, in defense of LaGuardia, it's it's <laughs> as we would say in New York, it's getting there. It's really uh, yeah, it's quite nice. The, the well, parts it's not as doing. awful as it used to be. Oh yeah. boy, it was yeah, it was. Awful. I actually, by the way, always take JetBlue. Pro tip for those of you flying LaGuardia, if you can take JetBlue, you fly out of the tiny, tiny historic Marine Air Terminal. Mm. I don't know if you've ever done that, Tom.
2: You could no, I haven't. That I don't know if
0: Burbank is airport is convenient for you out there, but you can fly um LaGuardia to Burbank. Yeah, Burbank's real close. Oh, then yeah. It's uh oh man, it's amazing. It's this beautiful little it's nice. where the seaplanes used to land. It's super uh-huh. cool. It has a whole uh museum exhibit inside, and it is like four gates, and you're in New York City. It's incredible. Wow. And it's like 15 minutes from our house. So um uh that just that just a little just a little tidbit there from the New York uh, Chamber of Commerce, the Queens <laughs> okay. Chamber of Commerce. So, so um, presumably,
1: yeah. so let's see here. So yeah. stores would want to implement this, obviously, because they wouldn't have to pay the cashiers anymore. But presumably, it's expensive. Um, is there a sense that people will buy more ah. um, mm-hmm. if they're not having to actually interact with a human?
2: Yeah, that seems likely, right? Is you 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 already. Uh, anytime you make it easier to purchase you you, you take away impediments you know, take away speed bumps uh, you know like online ordering people sometimes are like oh I bought way too much online last night because I was drinking and and just went shopping like if you're out drunk and you just walk into the store and just fill up your bags and walk out sure you can yeah. see that
0: all right actually talking about drive drive-throughs could be a whole nother thing because you really could pick up things mm-hmm. even faster
1: like it could be—that's be, right. You barely have to slow down. Right, right. It'd be
0: like a car wash. <laughs> you go into a tunnel, yeah, and you could just reach out and grab things as they whiz
2: by, doing less I thought. That would be great for a car wash, actually. Yeah. I know that's not the point <laughs> you're going. I don't have to like get the receipt and then punch in the code. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now that is, boy, you're really taking me back. I lived in L.A. for a while, and I, I kind of missed that actually. That was a part of my day where I felt like mm-hmm. my grandfather. Because you spend a day at the car wash,
1: <laughs> practically. Yeah. Um, so, what's the mechanism if somebody um, tries to walk out without registering first? That is, somebody trying to cheat the system.
2: Right. Um, well, uh, Shane, Philip, what, what were they, what were they doing when you were there? Because actually, I, I know they have security personnel around to kind of keep an eye on things. Yeah, actually, it was very simple. It was uh, you
0: go through. Um, Not a turnstile in that it turns, but it was more like if you've been on the Washington Metro or other places where they have just like a little gate closes in front of you. And so as you, if it decides you're cool leaving, you may even have, actually, you may do one thing, which is just sort of tap your phone on the turnstile as you go out.
2: On the way out, too. Possibly. That makes sense. Possibly.
0: Or it just knew. But basically, that was the thing that was blocking you. Now you could totally jump
2: the turnstile again. Sure, New York. Uh, but again, they do have security. They do have yeah. people. It's not in people. It's just cashierless, right? Uh, who are kind of there to watch for that sort of thing. But they're gonna they're gonna okay. have to get rid of those people because that's just not the Amazon way. I mean,
0: there's just gonna be errors. <laughs> there right. will you be robot
1: enforcers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. why would you ever pay a human to do something that you can yeah. not pay a human to do? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, I feel like we have we haven't really pushed this. So if everything in the where are places right now where you you have to basically what this does is it removes transactions right yeah yep. the whole All world right. becomes a place where you can
1: technically literally pick up anything you want and take it well that's the question right how does so how do if I like I'm running a garage sale yeah right? yeah um how 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 can i be sure that the person is getting charged for the thing i actually want to sell and he's not just walking off with my coffee table
0: so you would need to install one of these apparatus and this is where amazon makes money you'd have to buy one of these
1: okay that's right so that's uh, yeah if i want to sell off my old socks right um i have to go give amazon a percentage this sounds like a scene out of brazil where you would have this jury rigged <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of gilliam-esque yeah yeah like, I'm imagining, you know, what is wait,
2: it? wait, yeah. I ended up with the amazing just waltz out. This is the off brand <laughs> darn it. Yeah, that's so right. amazing. <laughs> okay. um,
0: But, but to buy that thing, you also didn't need to, you just went and you just picked up, you know, the thing. So what it comes down to is there are going to be, I imagine, completely new kinds of places. It's almost like, I and mean, the interesting thing about this is we are still dealing with picking up objects, which is mm-hmm. interesting that we want to do that anyway. That's with all our delivery, you know, on demand now, even within an hour, Uber Eats or all that kind of stuff. It's interesting that this is still a big, big thing. It's almost like a last mile situation that won't go away, right? That the touch of things. So there could be like giant, basically, depart- I mean, imagine a department store, like uh, in the old days where a department store well, some, and we have a few remain like Macy's or you know wherever mm-hmm. around the world where they really are every kind of thing in one building um, you could just go touch touch everything um, you could buy a house this way you just walk down the street <laughs> right
1: um, just walk in
0: yeah just <laughs> that's right just walk in So so there's an open okay. house Right. And you walk in Uh and this is this -hmm. is how it would happen anyway. They're going to run credit checks on you and all that kind of stuff. Right.
1: You're pre-approved, all that. You're
0: done. So you walk in and a light goes on, says you could have this if you want. Just don't leave. Yeah. And then you you and the other people who stay have to fight.
2: (laughs) I'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That gets tricky, right? Like what if two what if two or three people want the same house? But I guess that happens now. You just make it faster. You know, there's a um,
1: immediate vision. Yeah, now it's an actual foot race to right. make it to the, the front stoop first. Yeah, there's a
0: fun kind of like weird retro thing about this in that it's ultra high technology and yet depends on low tech physical presence and actual touching of things. So I think the, this right. is the first interesting conflict we come up with here is what happens in situations of scarcity.
2: Um, Where people would literally like, like uh,
0: certainly, the Apple Store is
2: Justin's peanut butter cup on the shelf. Who gets it? Yeah, yes, exactly,
0: exactly. Um, I think that I don't know. Maybe there would be laser tag or something. they would be part part of the app. You would then have to (laughs) fight. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. How does the machine learning deal with someone taking something out of your basket? Right. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yes, that's right.
0: That is a good question. That is a good question. There was also the question, and I think there was, again, if I remember correctly, I believe there was one kind of sign, like a little warning or something that if you were going to put something back, make sure you put it back where you got it. Um,
2: it didn't have to be the exact spot, but put it back
0: with those. Yeah. But they
2: things. want you to get it back close. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause if you put um, it and with they, something again, else, yeah. You, you. They do have humans to go around and kind of move stuff back and, and, and- correct things just like in any any store right um but yeah no I'm, I'm starting to dig this idea of like what if i just go into a restaurant i can tell it what i want it comes i eat it and i would and i walk out i don't have to wait for the check walk out whenever i want yeah that would be kind of nice yeah 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 you know there is a place like that called mcdonald's Because you pay ahead of time, right? right? (laughs) Or any place, but no one ever gets to leave McDonald's. (laughs) It's a myth forever. (laughs) You've obviously never been because you're still here.
0: (laughs) By the way, I have to do uh, one uh, um, due diligence as a a, a documentary filmmaker. I would be uh, remiss if I didn't recommend the McDonald's. There's a documentary on, I think it's HBO, um, about the McDonald's monopoly scam. Fantastic six-part series
2: oh yeah incredible mm-hmm. check it
0: out um so uh yeah i think now, now here's where i want to take it further and this is the kind of thing we do on the show and and if we can dig tom you can dig into your science fiction mm-hmm. side of your brain here and i think what are this changes society this changes our way of being and our expectations so we become a world of almost like going back to toddlers You know, I think there's this, we still have to have some responsibility to know that we are paying for things, but, right, this is now a world where we expect, for instance, how many times now do we still, if I'm actually in the rare instance, I'm looking at something in print on an actual piece of dead tree paper, I will go to pinch and zoom the picture, Uh uh right? This is going to create a a world of grabbies.
2: Everybody's going to be grabby. (laughs) Well, yeah, like 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 children will will touch things and, and and not understand why they don't respond the way the phone and the tablet does. Exactly. Yeah. Will will oh, children right. just start yeah. to walk out of places that aren't <laughs> uh, equipped with just walk out technology and get in trouble and and parents have to say like, hey, wait a minute. But yeah, what other kinds of uh, what other kinds of behaviors will that enable? Will that cause us to expect that the the computer in the sky will always just know? And, and credit us uh, for mm-hmm. things.
0: That's it, the computer in the sky. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. It's the eye of Amazoron.
1: <laughs> Always watching. Uh, yeah, I mean, people complain about their data being exposed now, but this would right. be uh, order of magnitude worse, right? Every That's single worse.
2: purchase made. Yeah, And, yeah. well, what if it's like a series of satellites, right? Because uh, Jeff Bezos is involved in spaceflight, uh, right. private, private space flight. What if instead of just this ring of sensors in a convenience store, it's the entire planet now? That's right. Ev- That's Everything yes. you do can be charged and or credited.
0: That's, yeah. Now, basically, everybody lives in a world where their refrigerator is a mini-fridge, like in the old hotel. Basically, mm-hmm. your refrigerator is always stocked because it comes from Amazon, and it's got pneumatic tubes mm-hmm. in the back, continuing our Gilliam Brazil Reference. So it's just right, always right. full and, and you just, which, in you know, you can imagine could be convenient in the sense that you just want some, you just, it's all, every, it's a world of a la carte.
2: But you don't make enough money to afford what's in your own fridge because you're That's only right. charged once you pull it out.
0: That's right. And we are all slaves and therefore you have to work for Amazon in some
2: way. Um, uh-huh. Like when well, take- I was also thinking like yeah. when you go outside, if you give someone a ride, like ride hailing, yeah. the computer in the sky credits you for that. Right. And it right. adds things to your account. But if you just take a ride on your own, then it debits you like, Oh, you were, you were driven. Sorry. Why weren't you providing a service for yeah. someone? Yeah. It, you, you right. don't own anything. Everything is just credited or debited based on what you're doing. And it knows everything you're doing.
0: Yeah. This reminds me this. We will end here. Uh, but, uh, this reminds me of in the Hitchhiker's Guide. There was some planet where I forget why, for some reason, the act, the amount of mass that was allowed on the planet, or there was some reason why you had to maintain mm-hmm. the exact, uh, same. Right. and so your mass was measured going in and going out, and it had something to do
1: with uh-huh. going to the bathroom. That's right. And so it was removed from you surgically if yeah, you that's right, that's right. any <laughs> that's right. weight. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: Well, this is, as with all our ifs, this could go on and on and on. I'll give you Tom one last thing. What's what's the last sort of nightmarish image you can go a thousand, a million years? in the future what do you see
2: uh yeah 1000 million years in the future uh it doesn't matter where you go in the universe you can't get ah. away everything is tracked everything is 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 on your account uh whether you even when you're asleep uh and yeah. you just you you are now you are now constantly trying to get out of debt i think that's yeah, what the universe actually right. is i think you've actually <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just basically <laughs> extrapolating current conditions
0: <laughs>
1: Correct. with higher Production technology. Universe, but, yeah.
0: That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Matt, I know you have to go, so I want to let you uh, just, uh you have anything you want to plug
1: coming up? Um, no, because all the events are getting canceled these days, so no, nothing coming up. Exactly. Exactly.
0: All right, sir. Um, I'll let you go. I'll wrap up with uh, okay. Mr. Very Tom, well. and we will see you. Tom, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Matt. Take care. All right, man. Um, so, uh, This is this is interesting. Actually, I want to go further. Can I push it further?
2: Yeah, for a a couple minutes. You have a couple minutes. So,
0: the universe, yeah, is a massive scanner, or yeah, something like. Basically, you're always on in a way. Mm -hmm. Everything is commoditized, I suppose you would call it, or or quantified, and and all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah now remember alistair reynolds who who, um we had on once as a guest in his blue remembered earth series he has i forget what he calls it but there is like a worldwide there's peace this a utopian image at least in the first novel and if two people actually get into a fight (laughs) some the 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 intelligence that governs the world finds a way to keep these people apart in some bizarre clever way so there's a moral component an emotional component that's that gets into this too. So, uh, an autocrat as always, an autocrat could really have fun with this, you know, um, basically just starts charging people. It doesn't like, yeah, absurd amounts. Um, I envision an earth completely like, you know, when there's a, okay, where we happen to be as this, as we're recording this, we're living through an epidemic, a pandemic,
2: Mm -hmm. uh, pandemic,
0: pandemic, Corona apocalypse. And, uh, so whenever that kind of thing happens, there's a panic and you go to the grocery store and it's completely trashed, right? Mm -hmm. The shelves are empty stuff. This is how I imagine the earth looking. I think at some point people just go crazy and start grabbing everything.
2: Well, there's that. And then there's also, if the supply is all calibrated to keep people in panic. Oh, so that you always see that there's just a few things on the shelves and you're like, well, I better buy that. Like the whole toilet paper thing with coronavirus, there is very, very slim reason to believe that you will run out of toilet paper during the coronavirus uh, problems. But because some people decided they wanted to stock up on them and it started to run out, other people decided, well, you know what? I mean, it looks like they're running out. i better buy mine just to be safe. And it just all spirals from there like what if what if that's the the algorithm is doing that on purpose oh you know what yeah and in fact who who's to say that charman or
0: whoever wasn't behind this i mean it yeah, does happen toilet paper <laughs> it does happen right um big tissue <laughs> literal viral marketing right in a subtle yeah uh-huh uh, wow well, ouch but i think that's this is where so this is the ultimate thing You mentioned the algorithm. That's what's really scary about this, that this becomes, um, I don't know, deep quantization or basically deep quantification. Right. uh, That really your whole world, yeah, you could be, already we're getting to that point. We we talk about being manipulated by the recommendation engines or they're slowly, Mm -hmm. or, you know, you live in a bubble. Um, You would live in like, yeah, the the ability to control your bubble um isn't just almost like imposed from the outside, like a little bit like Facebook might be, but they literally can control your
2: desires. You know, you you, you get sucked in. Yeah. You know? It's amoral. It's an algorithm gone wrong. It was yeah. intentionally built to optimize the supply chain, which sounded like a great idea, but it realized that the best optimization is a slight bit of scarcity. Yes. Yeah. And that even because goes... that keeps demand high. That's right.
0: And goes back to the supply chain itself because the workers on that supply chain have to... They're in a, a mode of like barely being able to keep up with you know, somehow they're being starved as well. Or, you know... Well, that's all automated. So they've been thrown out of work. Oh, that's right. That's right. And they've been turned into mini-fridge
2: consumers. Mm-hmm. It's that's right. <laughs> the that's mini, right. <laughs> mini fridge I, that idea of like your fridge is always stocked, but you're not sure if you can afford to eat anything out of it. That's yeah. just, that's terrifying. <laughs> that is really great. Yeah. You know, that leads to another alternative
0: future, which is, uh, oh, what's it? Ray Bradbury's, uh, story about the house. I forget what it's called, but there's a house of the future. It's completely automated mm-hmm. and, there's been a nuclear war and everybody's died, but the story is of the house how it just keeps house going. Keeps going. Yeah. 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 So in fact, the house would keep consuming. Hmm. <laughs> That's what happens. Humans are basically w- written out of the equation because why do we need them? So,
2: it even the consumption becomes automated. Yeah. The the most optimal supply chain would have no <laughs> no humans in it. <laughs> That's right. Because they're in- inefficient. That's
0: right, and the the Earth is replaced with a single diamond, just mm-hmm. of of infinite worth. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, well, I hope you got some ideas here for your uh, for an upcoming yeah. science fiction. Definitely going to steal that fridge idea. For Do sure. it. Go for it. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit. Um, uh, you have this book coming out. You want to give a little plug for that.
2: Yeah, uh, Trigger is the sequel to Pilot X. Pilot X uh, was a time-traveling uh, adventure. Uh, it's kind of space opera-y stuff, uh, where where Pilot X and the timeship Verity... Uh, in Pilot X, he just wants to fly the timeship. That's his job. He's a pilot. And that's all he wants to do, and he gets caught up in events bigger than himself uh, and ends up having to save the universe. In Trigger, he's trying to deal with the guilt of what he had to do to save the universe in Pilot X, and he gets caught up uh, in events that require him to possibly have to save the universe again. And he's not sure if he can deal with doing it a second time. So that uh is it's standalone. You can read them in reverse order. Uh it's it, they're totally independent of each other, other than referring to events that happen or will happen. But it's time travel. So you can you can start wherever you want. Uh and trigger comes out March twenty fourth. Interesting. And
0: I will say this is, you know, uh, one sort of slight against science fiction stories. Uh, often is that the characters aren't deep, but you, you, the, you, in your other works, and it sounds like in this one this is really interesting because you're dealing with um,
2: uh, the feelings it's of just, the character. It's survivor guilt and trigger. Yeah, uh-huh. he, he, he had to uh, eliminate. I, I don't want to spoil things, but he had right. he had to do some things that uh, he doesn't feel good about. But it was for the greater good, and he knows he was right. But he he should he kind of wishes he hadn't survived.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. And, and another thing I can say from your early works is, uh, um, wonderful twists. Oh, thanks. Thanks. That's always super fun. Super fun. Uh, so, um, trigger coming out and, uh, is that's just available everywhere?
2: I assume. Yeah. You can uh, pre-order it already on audible. Uh, you should be able to pre-order it pretty soon on Amazon and, uh, yeah, it'll be available wherever books are sold. And did you do the audible audible version? No, Kevin T. Collins, who did the oh. uh, the pilot X Audible, also does Trigger and does a fantastic job. It's really good.
0: Oh, fantastic, fantastic!
2: Because you you did Peveria,
0: is that right? Are yeah, you, I did.
2: It? Yeah, uh, I did Peveria, and uh, Veronica Belmont uh, did uh, Galleon.
0: I didn't realize that. Oh, that's fantastic! Get that. I love Audible. Um, and so, uh, speaking of Veronica Belmont, what you want to uh, give a plug for some of your other podcasts?
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to overstay my plug. You can plug away. uh, Yeah. Sword and Laser is a show that Veronica Belmont and I do together about science fiction and fantasy books. So right now we're doing our March tournament uh, where we we have people vote, uh, starting with 16 books. Each book that wins against another book goes on to face a different book in the second round uh, until we have one book that is the winner. And that becomes our read for the, the month of April. Uh, usually we just end up picking a book, either Veronica or I pick a book, but this is the way we've been doing it for the past several years. So that's been really fun. Uh, and the whole point of Sword and Laser is to help you build out your science fiction and fantasy reading lists and expose you not only to the other side of the genre, but also to to books that you may or may not have, have been aware of or, or would have thought about before.
0: Yeah. And I must say one thing I always get from the show is like, because it is Sword and Laser, um, I... I don't know if our kids this way now, but like I grew up, there was science fiction and there was fantasy and I really, Mm -hmm. I fell, I enjoy fantasy, but I really fell more into sci-fi, even like hard sci-fi side of things, but I get to keep up with um, all sides of the aisle, as we used to say. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can highly recommend that. And again, I know a lot of our listeners, in fact, we have a number of science fiction authors and aspiring science fiction authors in our audience, as well as lots of SF fans, Um, Sword and Laser. Check that out. All right. Now, Tom, unfortunately, we, we've lost our uh, co-pilot, Matt. So I need you to give maybe a little extra help here in our I'll ritual. <laughs> we, uh, those of you who have been listening for a long time, you know. Uh, and if, you, if you've if you not heard this before, get ready. You're you're just going to have a sense around situation like you've never experienced. Uh, when we think about the next, the ifs that are coming our way, there's an infinite possibility of them. and And we could be charged for any of them. I mean, who knows what we're going to be charged. And there's just a million of them coming. We might get charged for all of them. That would be an apocalypse situation. It's definitely oh an error. You get charged for everything in the universe. <laughs> honey, did you buy a sun? What?
2: Uh,
0: I, saw, I, think, I a just
2: bought it, I swear. I didn't even touch it. Yeah,
0: I just, the moon looks so pretty. I bought it for mm. you, honey. Uh yes, yeah, incredible. <laughs> so when we think about this happening, we we can't help but shudder in horror. And we... We look up to the heavens and down to our feet, <laughs> and we scream the name of the show very slowly, and we go,
2: What, what
0: is? Kudos for your Doppler shift.